Welcome to the Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys, hosted by Justin Bradford and Matt Best. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Triple P, Preds, Pucks, and Pinoys, Justin Bradford coming to you, Matt Best on vacation up at the cabin and probably drunk at the time of this recording, yet probably drunk uh, off his Canadian ass, Canadian vaccinated ass up there. Well, folks, we we knew it was coming. We, we knew the Pecorine retirement announcement was coming, and uh, that's what happened on Tuesday morning. Pecorine announced his retirement. You could tell that the articles and press releases were scheduled to publish at 8 a.m. Central, which they did, and so buzz buzz went the phones at 8 a.m., Central, making it official, he was announcing his retirement, press conference at 11 a.m., and it's a it's definitely a, a culture change for the National Predators to not have the, the face of the franchise be there for the first time in, in 15 years. It's, it's crazy to think about that Pecorino will not be a member of the organization anymore with everything he's done for the community, for the organization, uh, what he's battled through. I mean, it's for some new fans may not know what he went through years ago with just a weird, weird infection in his hip and his leg. It's just been a, a battle that he's had just to get to where he is and to, to win the Vezina at the point in the, his career as well. Just everything he's been able to accomplish as a national predator and as, as a finished goaltender and seeing where he ranks. And before we get to some audio clips, just real quick, where Pecorine ranks, obviously leading categories for the national predators, but 666 games started. Uh, 45 playoff wins is 26th all-time. Uh, he's 22nd all-time in goals against average at 2.43. Uh, 369 wins. Nice. 19th all-time. His save percentage of 9, 0.917 is 16th all-time. So definitely a top 20 goalie of all-time with those stats. Uh, I know we'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, is that Hall of Fame worthy or not? But some really impressive stats when you think about all the goalies that have played in this league and obviously the winningest finish goaltender of all-time as well. So great accomplishments for Pecorine. Unfortunately, not able to get that one cup when he had his the best opportunity. The team wasn't able to, to, to help him get there, and, and he's been stellar in so many other seasons as well. The team couldn't do enough in front of him, and, and it's sad to see that another goaltender will retire without winning a cup that absolutely deserved to win a cup with his career performance uh, as well. But he went out on a high note that the big shutout of the Carolina Hurricanes on May 10 uh, to close out his career with the Predators and the the goodbye that he was able to give to the fans and attendance and to his teammates as well to take that that one victory lap that thank you lap around uh to know it was a moment that's going to live with me forever just be able there to be there to witness it but let's get to it this was if you weren't able to catch it on the stream or on valley sports on 125 the game or <laughs> anywhere else afterwards here's pecorine uh officially announcing his retirement along with a few thank thank yous to those in the organization hey guys uh, so I guess uh, we all know why we're here. Um, today is uh, when I announced my retirement. Um, I think the one word that comes to my mind is uh, is uh, thank you, and and I'm I'm very thankful for for everything. Um, I'm uh, proud of my career, but at the same time, uh, feeling humbled and. Um, just given this opportunity to play in NHL and having uh, having a long career, um, I want to thank the press organization. I feel fortunate that I, I played all my career in one organization. Take a lot of pride in that. I want to thank uh, David Poyle, 
the ownership group. Um, I was fortunate enough to only have three head coaches in my career, two goalie coaches, uh, Barry Trotz, Peter Laviolette, John Hines, and uh, Mitch Korn and Ben Vanderklok. And all these guys, they had a huge impact on me, huge influence, especially the goalie coaches, Mitch Korn. Early on in my career, um, I feel like he um, he was able to crew me into an into a NHL goalie. And then uh, once uh, Peter came along, uh, so did Ben Vanderklok. And um, we had uh, we had some great success with him. So very, very thankful for those guys. And, uh, you know, all my all my teammates over the years, um, obviously, you I feel like my my teammates extended my career. I was I was able to play with uh, with a lot of different players. Learned a lot from my teammates. Um, have a ton of ton of respect towards my peers and made a made a ton of uh, ton of friendships over the over the years. And I, I feel like you know now is the time to kind of look back and reflect. Uh, and and those are the things that come to my mind. It's the it's the people you meet, players you play with relationship you make um really appreciate that um i want to thank the trainers and the staff we have um first class um i'm fortunate to have the same pretty much the same training staff um a lot of the staff upstairs since uh since i came to the league and uh so even even in that area uh, i've made a lot of a lot of lifelong uh friends and uh that's something that I really appreciate. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, extremely happy to sit here and, and be in this position. Um, it's a it's an emotional day too, but uh, I uh, I'm, I'm looking back and I, I just feel feel thankful. Right, you you might have heard a little bit there, getting a little emotional. You could see it in his face at, at the press conference, getting. Emotional when talking about it, but he he's played with a lot of people through his career and just a few coaches, but some were training staff and very few goalie coaches uh, as well throughout his time. But a good moment to be able to be there to witness the first in-person press conference for the Predators in over 15 months. It felt kind of weird to be back and to see people in person. That's the first time I've seen so many people in person in a very long time. I've seen their faces through Zoom or things like that, but... First time seeing a lot of these guys in person. Ryan Johansson was there and saw him in person. He had a lot of red on his face. You can tell he's been outside playing golf a lot as well and enjoying uh, his off season as well and and doing training too. He's looking looking good and, and speaking with him just about the Stanley Cup and the the damage the Tampa Bay Lightning caused. He's like, I can't blame him. I understand. It'd be hard to keep me away from partying with it too. So he's he's definitely a. It made him he made him very jealous of the opportunity the Tampa Bay Lightning have had to be able to to party with the Stanley Cup, but. But yeah, it was uh, good to see a lot of people there at the press conference, and we had opportunities to ask questions. And so I wanted to take a different route with it and not just ask about his career or his favorite moment or things like that. But Pecorine has been dubbed by so many people in Nashville, and even nationally and internationally, as one of the nicest people in professional sports. Uh, with the time that, that he gives to people, uh, whether it's media, employees and workers and staff, to the fans... Uh, and everything, he has been the person to, to give time, uh, his time, to, to, to talk and answer questions. Or as Jeremy K. Gover and Robbie Stanley experienced uh, and, and after a playoff loss in Chicago to 
asked the media to come back to interview him uh, after game, after media availability had already ended and the coach had already went, but wanted to speak with them or to spend time taking pictures with all the fans that wanted to take a picture at practice or in a public appearance or sign autographs or, or things like that. Uh, my, my moment that stands out personally uh, was at training camp years ago, so it was at Centennial Sportsplex. And training camp's really laid back when it comes to asking questions, unless there's a contract situation going on or something weird, you know. But uh, training camp, it's it's loose, and it's an opportunity to actually get more personal with the players because it's not an after-game situation or things like that. So with Pecorini, I was wanting to talk to him after practice at training camp and was standing there waiting for him. No one else was, was ready to speak with him. There, everybody else was done, or there weren't as many media there that day either because it's so long. And waiting for him and he's like oh I'll, I'll be a minute i'm like no no it's okay take your time he's gonna take his pads off he goes hey do you want to sit down and we, we can talk i'm taking everything off and that was a moment right there too it's like it's used to having media stand up even a player sitting down or a player standing up and that's how you're addressing them but he invited me to sit down and i know it's it's similar to the uh, master gave dolby a sock <laughs> kind of moment uh, but that really was, it was a big moment right there to have the respect to say, Hey, you know, you can sit down and we can talk casually. It's okay. You can be comfortable here. You don't have to have the wall up. And that's exactly what it was is him being a nice person and willing to chat, um, about what I, the story I was writing at the time and not say, Hey, you, you need to wait here, P- keep that wall up that separates player and media there, but inviting me to sit down next to him. And I just spoke with him. He's taking his pads off and we're just sitting and chatting. And those are, those are the types of moments I'm going to remember. Yeah, there's gonna be plenty of honest moments, but it's the moments of witnessing him be good with media, be good with the fans, be good with children. Uh, and for instance, he was at elite edge hockey showcase that Brennan Walker who's with Predators Hockey Ops, he puts on every year at Fort Ice Center to showcase a lot of the Southern talent to, to hockey scouts and coaches from junior and, and college. And Pecorini made an appearance on the second day of camp, just out there in the lobby taking pictures with all the, the athletes, all the student athletes and all the fans that were there and the parents and everyone that was there. He's willing to take a picture, sign autographs, just stand there and smile and, and spend time with people. That's the kind of person he is, and that's who he will continue to be. And so that's what I wanted to ask him. I had basically my one opportunity to ask a question because everyone there was asking questions, right? So I wanted to take advantage of the one opportunity I had to to talk about a humbling moment and ask him if that's what he wanted to be. So here's what I asked Pecorino at the press conference, if you missed it, and his response. Justin Bradford. Hi, Becca. Congratulations. Right here. <laughs> Congratulations. So Thank you. one of the consistent messages just people saying about you is one of the best and nicest human beings possible to deal with, whether it's media or fans and taking the time to spend with people and talk to them or take pictures with them. Was this a mindset you had going into your career? Is this just who you are? And, and why did you want to be able to give that extra time to people when you didn't really have to all the time? Uh, I, I don't know. I Obviously, I... I appreciate um, hearing something like that when it comes from uh, people around you and and people you meet and people you play with or people you associate with, um, uh, you know, feeling humbled by that. But, uh, um, yeah, no, it it is, especially after, um, I I think early on in my career, you obviously fight for your spot on the team and you want to establish yourself. Um, And after that, when, uh, you know, I, I felt that it, you know it's it's time to take a take a, another step on you know with my role in the in the on the with the team and and with the city and um, I was given a lot of opportunities to uh, 
to you know get out there in the community and and uh, I really appreciate that they uh, I feel like Nashville does unbelievable organization does an unbelievable job with uh, giving us players opportunities and chances to go out there and and uh, that's that's how it started I mean um, I, I wasn't I'm always I've always been a shy um, more quiet guy and uh, but I, I, I think that's how it started. I think uh, I think guy like Barry Trotz was very influential. Um, you know, he was very involved in in our community and different charities, and um, so I, I I felt home right away doing that. And uh, ever since, it's been uh, it's been a very important thing for me and and uh, very very dear to me. So um, hopefully, that's something that I I can. Uh, I, I can continue doing and, and, and stay involved. Okay, so yeah, as you can tell, very, very good human being, and he's going to continue to be that. And we wait and see what happens. It's been asked now multiple times, when are they going to retire his jersey? When are they going to retire his jersey? Well, it was asked, it was brought up at this press conference, and it's like you, you got to let the, the moment sit a little bit, let it digest. Uh, that's going to come. The moment is going to come. I have no doubt in my mind that that time is going to come where Pecorino is going to have his jersey retired, but it's not going to be announced boom, boom, quick, quick. Give it time. It's, it's going to happen. There's going to be moments to celebrate him and his accomplishments uh, with, with the franchise and everything, too. Just be patient. It's, it's going to happen. I would love to see uh, that happen, and it'd be great to see even a statue. I mean, other organizations and franchises have statues built as one of their greatest players. And Pecorine, it's going to take a lot over the next few decades for someone to match what he's been able to do over his career because it goes along with what he did on the ice as well as the person he was in the community uh, with his active time as a, as a roster player. So that it, it'll take a lot to match that. So he definitely deserves to be um, remembered in a big manner to, to set that precedent and example too for future players that come into the organization and for staff members of the organization and for fans of it too, to, to emulate what Pecorine did in his time with the predators. And that was be a good person. So now let's get to the next topic of conversation is Pecorine a hall of famer. The, the homer in everyone will want to say yes, but looking at the realism of this, it's going to be very difficult for Pecorini to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, if, he had, if he had a cup, that right there would be 99% sure to me of sealing it if he had a cup. Uh, yeah, he has a Vezina. Uh, he has uh, plenty of votes, of Vezina votes over his career too. I mean, ranking up near the top in terms of votes that he's received for the Vezina over his career, but does not have the Stanley Cup and goaltenders, it's extremely difficult to make it in. I mean, there's some goaltenders that have Stanley Cups that haven't made it to the Hall of Fame. So it's going to be difficult for him to get in. And especially he's not uh, if he's going to get in, he's not going to be first ballot unless it is just a weak class, and that's not going to be weak class. There's so many uh, limitations in terms of who can get into the Hall of Fame and everything that it's going to be really difficult for him to get in first ballot, um, just let alone get in at all. So that's... That's the truth of it. It's going to be difficult. He had a stellar, stellar career when you think of it. I mean, one thing that does help him in that is he's the winningest Finnish goaltender and is the Hockey Hall of Fame, not the NHL Hall of Fame. I think if there's one way to look at it that way, that, that might get him in, that he has the most wins out of any Finnish goaltender ever. And since it is the Hockey Hall of Fame, there's going to be true recognition there, and that's a, something to be cherished in terms of the Hall of Fame. So that may give him that bump that is needed uh, to get him in. Uh, is he going to be remembered in so many other ways? Yes, absolutely. I mean, he'll Predators will retire his jersey. He'll have his jersey number hanging in the rafters. And I, I think it would be really cool to see 
like a ring of honor or something like that for the Predators to, to honor some other players maybe that have made contributions but not necessarily worthy of being worthy of having a jersey retired and Pecorini leading that off. And, I mean, when you start thinking about the alumni group for the Predators, it really starts to establish itself now of some notable alumni from the Predators. I mean, you have Pecorini, you have Mike Fisher. Um, we're talking about, like, retired guys. I mean, David Leguan with what he did, but there's some – Names now they're starting to develop over time, and then you see other players that spent time with Nashville but didn't necessarily retire here, uh, like Kimo Timonen. It's a notable one. Tomas Vokun. There's some definitely notable alumni uh, for the Predators, so it'll be curious to see how that continues to develop over time. Uh, if you missed it, Pekka did say that he plans on spending the the next year here uh, in in Nashville and attending some games as a fan. So there'll be probably times you'll see him at games and be able to get his autograph and take a picture with him as well. Uh, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, questions were asked about what his future is. Like the guy just announced his retirement. Right now, he just needs to spend time with Erica and Paulus and spend time with his family. Uh, we'll we'll hear more about his future plans in the game of hockey uh, as the months come, and maybe not even until a year from now. But what he could do with the organization, whether it's here or in Finland or whatnot, uh, we'll eventually get news on that and what happens. But uh, be patient. Wait for that time to come. Uh, it will come. There will be a time that I'm assuming he will still play a part in hockey, but right now he's a family man, and you can see that instant change. He has a family now, and that's good for him to be able to take that time. I mean, he made his money. His family can be comfortable. They can raise his son in the way that they, they want to and be comfortable and everything too, and he can utilize that hard work he put in as a professional athlete to spend time with his family, go on vacation, and, and do those types of things that he's probably always wanted to be able to do at certain times of the year but never was able to because he was playing hockey. Uh, so it'll be curious to see what happens in the future and obviously wish him all the best. And yeah, so the the next real quick item that I wanted to cover before I go, uh, Pierre Lebrun briefly mentioned that it is looking more and more likely that Matt Duchesne will not be protected by the natural predators on the expansion list uh, for the protection list for the expansion draft. So it kind of goes into what Matt and I were saying and a lot of other people too. So not not claiming credit on that. But basically trying to force Seattle's hand to see, will they take that contract? Who else will be available? But, I mean, if you expose Duchesne and Johansson with those contracts that Seattle might not take, then you're guaranteeing they're going to take a depth player and not a player you'd be scared of them taking. So it is a risk worth taking for the Predators to do that. If Seattle takes it, they take it. Okay, then you have $8 million in cap space to work with, and then you definitely open up roster spots for some prospects or a much cheaper free agent to come and fill that time while the youth is developing and everything too. So I like the move. If that's the move they go with, I like that move. I'm glad to see it's going that route and not feeling like you have to have the pressure now, as we spoke months ago, of the pressure of having to protect those big uh, salary cap guys just because of relationships. It's it's a business move. Hockey's a business. you got to make the right moves for your business, and that is a move daring Seattle to take that contract away. And I like that. I'm doubtful that Seattle does, but if you try to force their hand, maybe they're like, hey, maybe you'll see a resurgence with, with us, and we can we can deal with that. We'll do we got to get to the cap floor anyways kind of thing, da-da-da-da-da. So curious to see what happens there. I'm sure more news will develop. Matt and I will talk more about expansion draft as soon as those lists come out, so expect an episode early next week. As always, appreciate you tuning in and listening. I'm at Justin B. Bradford on Twitter. He's at Best of Matt and Triple P Podcast underscore on Twitter and on Facebook, Triple P Podcast. As always, thanks for tuning in, and hey, we'll talk to you next time.